Hello, my name is Hurricane, and my co-host is Stiggs, and you're listening to the Hurricane and Stiggs Podcast. So on today's episode, we talk about uh, nostalgia and thinking about your past and all the great things that you did when you were a kid. We talk about a great quote by the great Doug Larson, and uh, talk about Air Alert. Yeah, and we also talk about how sometimes... Memories from your past might involve a feud with your high school cheerleading team. Stick around. It's a great episode. You don't want to miss it. What was the dude's name again? The guy. Doug Larson. The quoter. Doug Larson. Doug Larson. Doug Larson. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of him. I've never heard of him either, but uh, so how do you want to just dive into it or you want to like... I mean... Uh, we we can do that. I don't know you with old baby bronchitis. Maybe we should take it easy and, and jump right in. I don't know. Yeah, let's let's jump know. in. So, uh, so this week we are feeling a little nostalgic because uh, we are. I am. Are you? Well, you are. I, you I'm are, feeling yeah. a little nostalgic because a part of my childhood has died. And uh, we'll get into that a little later in the you. show. Stripped away from you. Um, well, part of your childhood, too. Um, That's true. That's ha- true. It, it, it is, is. You're right. Is, is dead. So we wanted to kind of focus on a, uh, a topic um, where we could um, just kind of look into the past and, and just relive the good old days, as they say. Um, and, and I found a quote um, that I really liked. And uh, I, th- I think fits my my feelings for this for this episode. So um, it's by a guy named Doug Larson, who I'd never heard of before this quote. Uh, but Doug was a columnist and a, a writer for the Green Bay Press Gazette. Uh, okay. And he wrote Doug's Dugout. Doug's Dugout. <laughs> uh, he also it. wrote several books. Author of The Last Stand. Um, he's He's, um, you know, apparently a well-known writer uh, and syndicated over, you know, several years as a columnist. But the quote goes, uh, nostalgia is a file that removes the rough edges from the good old days. Um, Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. I like that quote. Uh, um, because you know, as we get older, you know, we're not young bucks anymore. Uh, uh. I don't. I mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> speak for yourself. But as hey, you got twenty. You got twenty days on me. Younger. Younger. Yeah, younger. You should be feeling. You should be, oh, be yeah. feeling pretty sprightly. I, I feel sprightly. You know, especially after you the, feel the surgically repaired shoulder. You know, I'm, and I'm and back baby to the bronc. Baby bronchitis. Uh, baby bronchitis. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm young and sprightly once again. But no, I think as we as we get young, as we get younger, not younger, but as we get older, um, I know I dwell a lot on not dwell. I don't want to say dwell because I think dwelling on the past is, you know, for mopers. For mopers, it's for mopers, yeah. Um, but I, I think fondly about our childhood and the fun that we had, and yeah. all the, you know, crazy f- adventures we we did. Our our clubs uh-huh. that we came up with, uh, <laughs> Nerf gun wars in the backyard, oh, you yeah. know, the, the summer nights where we would just rollerblade and play hockey and the days in, yeah. in 
you know, when we were kids where we just go out and play baseball yeah. from 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. till lunchtime, mm-hmm. go home, eat yep. lunch, and come back and play till it was dark, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So a lot of... Building the dam in the creek, yeah, all yeah, those things, Yeah, all those man. things when we were yeah. kids. Um, and and ran rafting in the creek. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, many, so many things from when we were kids that I look back on and just... Man, now you're making me think about all these things. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah. and so... Um, a part of my childhood is dead, as I said at the beginning of, uh, of the, of the podcast. Be- what about Air Alert Two? Air Alert. Oh man. <laughs> um, Air Alert. Air Alert. I was at. I was driving around at uh, Franciscan when I was uh, going to school there, and as custodian, I was late at night, and I'm taking the trash out of the dumpsters. Like the last thing I do at night, so it's like eleven at night. Uh huh. I cleaned uh, these two buildings, and I'm. Uh, I have a truck, just like a pickup truck, with a bunch of trash bags in the back. I'm driving to the dumpster in the back. So I'm driving around. I'm about to put these trash bags in the dumpster, and there's like the intramural fields kind of close by. Uh huh. And I see a guy, and there's like a small set of bleachers, and he's doing like those chair, like kind of leap up type things, you know, where you like change legs in the air and you you leap. It's like those leaping lunges, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, up the, the dude's up the stairs. Dude, the, the dude's doing air alert. No, like you remember how you would just have a chair out in front of you? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And you would leap up and you land with the other leg on the chair and you'd leap yeah. up and land with the other leg on the chair. Uh-huh. And then like I saw him doing like one of the other like the like those like kind of like those like calf uh calf hop type burnouts at the end, you know? Yeah. And then I rolled up to him afterwards after I put the bags in the dumpster and I was like, You doing air alert? And he's like <laughs> he was just kinda like stunned. <laughs> and I was like I was like, dude, it works, man. I was like, stick with it. It works. It works. <laughs> I think I for those listeners that have no idea what Rob is talking about Hurricane is oh, talking I apologize. about. Uh Air Alert Two was a jumping program from the to help you from the nineties. Uh, probably yeah, I mean, 80s. it might have started earlier. We were doing air alert too, so maybe it started much earlier. Yeah, it's probably from like but the I promise 80s. to give you like eight to twelve inches on your vertical. On your vertical, so I mean, we were. And you definitely gained. You definitely gained inches. Yeah. Uh, because if you're jumping like five days a week, doing all these yeah. crazy jumps, of course you can get stronger. But yeah, it was pretty sweet. But, but we did that. So we, we did that in in Hurricane's backyard. And we did that everywhere. Uh, we, we started that program so many so times. many times. Stop, I don't think I ever finished it. Uh, but I mean, we were, Dude, we had to be what, eight, 10, 12 years old. We, week 12 was ridiculous. So you had to do like yeah. 400, like 400, 400 calf raises like every squat day. Leaps. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. And you were jumping over. I mean, it was basically calisthenics as all it was. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it was, worked, um, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, anyway, talk about, talk about Nost. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Talk about nostalgia. Nostalgia. So, all right. You say, I'm sorry. I took you off track. So, you said your part of your childhood was ripped away from you. Yes. Forgive me. So, I was calling uh, Hurricane's parents' house, and I've known. So, there's three phone numbers I know by heart. Um, I'll never forget. It's it's my parents' home phone. So, like from from childhood. From childhood, childhood you're yeah, from my childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home phone numbers that I knew by heart. It was my parents' home number, obviously. Yep. Uh, the Hamricks yep. uh, yep. home number. Uh, so, Hurricane's home number and the Darts home phone number. So, my other friend, Dave. That's right. Uh, his home That's phone right. number. 
Shout out, um, shout out Josh and Dave. Shout out Josh, Dave Dart, <laughs> uh, Simon and Mary as well. That's uh, right. That's right. But so I went to call um, Mrs. Hamrick uh, two nights ago. Last night? Two nights ago. Uh, yeah, it, no. Two, was it Tuesday? Tuesday. So last yeah, night. Yeah, so last was, night. Oh, so, yeah, last night. Last so night. I went to go call their home phone and dialed it by memory i i mean i haven't dialed this number in probably 10 years because i haven't had a use to call their home there because rob has you know hurricane has been out of the house for you know 15 years Years. (laughs) yeah yeah you know so i haven't i haven't had a any real opportunity or reason to call but i wanted to go call and speak to uh mrs hamrick and i called the home phone number by memory and i get a recording that says this phone number is no longer in service. So mm. I immediately called all the Hamrick boys, so Rob and his two older brothers, and let them know that a part of my childhood had been ripped away from me. And uh, I, felt little, yeah. I felt a little sad about it. So uh, Well, you didn't have any input either. I didn't and- have any input into it. So for for our listeners, Stiggs Stiggs is like family so much so that when he used to come over to our house like every day, he would just walk in the door. Like there's no need to like knock or ring the doorbell. Walk in the door, go to our fridge, grab a piece of American cheese, <laughs> and then after he's done that, then he like say hello. So for him to, I mean, he's part of the family. So like he didn't have any input when the phone number was being like disconnected. Um, no, no consultation. I, my, you know my. My siblings didn't either, which is interesting because my, my sister was pretty devastated. My uh, my brother Matt, his wife, was pretty devastated because it was the number that she used to call to talk to him, like back in high school. You know, yeah, so they were high school sweethearts. There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of you know a lot of heavy hearts around this around this number. Your parents have no, they don't care. There's whatever you know. Well, yeah, I mean they kind of do because Angela's people. Were, we were like, why don't we have a family meeting about this? You know, like what's up? Like why did <laughs> why don't we talk about this? But no, I mean, uh, you know, these days you got to cut cable yeah. and you got to cut phone lines. So you got to save, save where you can. And I, I, that's... So you, well, you got to do it. I mean, shoot, there's no reason. These, these, these telephone, cable, internet companies, they're, they're, just, oh, they're just ripping people off. So, I mean, it's it. a, so you just got to cut It's a stuff. number I've known for 30 years and now yeah, it's, I gotta... it's no longer there. And so... Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Hurricane and I were talking last night, uh, and then I was like, "Stigs, your parents didn't cancel their number yet, did they?" No, because... my parents haven't. So they've, <laughs> they've still got the same number. But how awesome would it be if if you or one of your family members were able to pick that number up? I know. I, I think know. it would be so I gotta cool. Figure that out. We got to figure I out how to get that, that how to make that happen. Verizon, I need to see if I can call T-Mobile, whoever's out there, if you're listening. Let's give us a call and we'll we'll make it happen. Let's make it happen. It's still available, we think, because yeah. it said it wasn't. Because it's still not in use. Anything. So uh, hopefully, hey, can you call someone? Can you call someone to be like, hey, I really want your number. I'll pay for it. You know how like professional athletes when they get to a certain team, they're like, yo man, you wear my number. I need a I need to wear number five. <laughs> like I'll pay you twenty five grand if you let me wear number five. I don't know. You do probably it. could somehow. You do that. Like, hey, look, I need my number back. You yeah. took it. So, this, or, is, this is you my got telephone it. number for 30 years. This is my telephone number. Yeah, I got to give it back. Yeah, I'm I thought sure. about getting it. Yeah. But since I'm in a different uh, area code now, I don't know if it would work. Yeah, but, but I don't... Yeah, I don't know. So... Yeah. <laughs> so 
so I, I left a message yeah. for Hurricane was the first one I called. I left a message for Hurricane, and then I called his brother Matt and left him a message, and then I got a hold of his older brother Ben. And what Ben say? And so I actually I spoke with Ben, and the first words out of my mouth were, "Ben, a part of my childhood is dead." And he was like, yeah, I know. My parents got rid of their telephone number. So he already knew what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. was like, you know, you're, you're like the third or four, fourth person that's called me to, to tell me this. And I, he, was like, he was like, Becker Becker already called me. I talked to him about it. And, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's like we're grieving. Yeah. So, Crazy. no. It's a, and it's so funny. But it's true, though. It's so funny it's true. how, yeah. nost, you know, nostalgic you can get over a telephone number and because yeah. yeah. it's just a number i mean you know nobody remembers yeah. now i mean now i don't even dial phone numbers really anymore now it's just you know i don't know i you know i know my wife's phone number by heart but like i don't dial it i just hit five and that's the speed dial and it goes you know so oh yeah um it's so i do more i do more like yo siri call this person that's what i do right yeah and then Siri's like gives me all these bad options. Right, like when I'm like yeah. call Stig, Siri's like, "You want me to call Sticks? Like Lori?" And I'm like, "No, I don't want you to call Lori. I want you to call Stig." Right. And Would so Would you like me to call Esteban? No, no, I don't want you to call Esteban. I hate getting arguments with Siri because yeah. it's so stupid. And I'm like, "Come on, Siri." But it's so funny that Stiggs. It, 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 I, it, that you can get nostalgic over a telephone. You want number. to call Carl? No, Siri, that on it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Sorry. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And so, I don't know. This, you know, there's something about little triggers like that 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 kind of make you think about your past. And, um, yeah. But again, you know, nostalgia and, and thinking about the good old days. Um, you know, a lot of times we forget. And in in good ways too, we forget about the tough times we had when we were kids, yeah. or absolutely. Uh, and it's good that we kind of just dwell on the good things. And yeah, um, I don't know, man. We were talking. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure the psychological study that would be pretty interesting. You know. Yeah. Um, in the sense of what the mind remembers and what it pushes away and why it does that, right? Uh, I don't know. I think as we grow up, I, well, I have a story where I could talk about the bad times in a minute that still lives with me, but it's kind of funny. Yeah. But I, I think about my parents more, right? And people who, who are just, you know, generations ahead of us talking about certain landmarks and houses and, you know, all oh, that baseball diamond and this and that, you know, all those things, like the older you get, the more you realize you're like, oh, that's right. Like, so the, the fields at KPB, you know? Yeah. Now there's a park and a little statue of the, of the little baseball player you know because now it's they turn those around it's like no like i played baseball there i i won a championship in that spot that's no longer a baseball field you know right all those things that kind of like oh man like you understand why why it is important but when you're young it's just so hard to grasp because you haven't lived long enough to understand you haven't lived long enough to really have like true nostalgia i guess right i, I don't know if that makes sense like I don't know. No, I, you know, and I don't remember yeah. like when did when did I become start like start becoming nostalgic about. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a hint. The hint is this: um, when we had to start paying bills. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and I remember clearly the day a part of my childhood died was. So me, you, and Dave, you know, were were playing baseball at the at the park with our older brothers and our older siblings. And I remember the first summer that Matt and Brock had to get 
jobs. Like they, they went and got jobs because they were old enough to get jobs. So, you know, they turn 16, they get jobs. Yeah. And because we're two years behind them, like there goes like, you know, you could play three and three baseball in the park, but now you have three guys. And I remember thinking like, dang it, we can't play baseball anymore. Like we can't do that. And for me, that was like a huge childhood killer at the age of, oh man, I guess 14. I was, you know, what, 14? Yeah. But I remember that so clearly because it's like, there go the days, you know? Yeah. And then I think as you, and then you, you still salvage them here and there when people don't have off days around holidays and then people go off to college and you're like, man, it's even more like, like your older siblings go off to college and all the people you played sports with down at the park, they're off at college and getting jobs and you're just like, man, yeah. man, you know, you want to stop. And I think probably once you grow up and you're like so far removed and you can never get the guys back together again, you can never get the sports games back together. I think... I don't know. For me, that's kind of where it kicks in more, you know, because a lot of my memories around playing sports in the park and, you know, just like hanging around with the guys in the neighborhood and, you know, just doing all, you know, doing all those things that we did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, running around and just causing trouble and having like neighborhood wide water gun fights and all those things. So, yeah. Yeah. And, but the, uh, sorry, is, go ahead. Do you have something to say? Well, yeah. I mean, just like, uh, you know, Dave, Dave Dart, a good friend of ours that we grew up with. He recently came back into town here and we were just talking about um, memories from when we were kids. And it's just so funny. And cause I haven't seen Dave, seen Dave in probably six years cause he's living in Austin and you know, I'm here in Virginia beach and, but we talk occasionally, not as much as nearly we used to, but you know, I haven't seen the guy in six years, but I grew up with him and it's like, you know, like we never were apart, we're catching up, yeah. we're just talking, yeah. and and then we're just talking about stories from when we were kids, and um, yeah, you know, uh, it's just funny what other people from your childhood mm-hmm. remember, yeah, stories yeah. that stick out in their head versus stories that stick out in your own head. Um, some were the same, and some were like. I was like, man, I, you know, I remember that, but it's not something right. that is like prominent in my mind from when we were kids. Like, I remembered mm-hmm. some of those. Yeah, obviously, I remembered some of the stories because I was part of them. But um, he was talking about, you know, some things that that we did when we were kids that I was like, oh yeah, we did that. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I, yeah. you know, but obviously, it was something that really stuck out to him that um, wasn't necessarily something that stuck out to me. So. Um, It's funny how, obviously, everyone has their own memories and their own, even the the events of our childhood are going to be different. Like, if I told a story, and Dave told a story, and you told a story, all of the same event, it would be probably three very different stories, even though we were all there, and it was the same thing that had happened, because of the lens that we're looking back on that event through. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's natural. Yeah. But it is interesting to see what the prominent stories are of our childhood are, which ones yeah. stuck out, you know, yeah. that is really interesting. That's another thing though that, that was a childhood killer for me. Like, well, so college, right? Yeah. <laughs> but when Dave left, when Dave left yeah, and he never came back, I was like, dang, Devastating. like to me, that was like such a devastating moment. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, you met an awesome girl. They have a great family. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> you do what you got to do, get a job and do all the same. Gosh, I was Dave. like, 
that was that was crushing because he goes he he goes off to college super far away, and then mm. he moves. Then he's out in California. Yeah, he moved out to California for a long time too. And then he's in Texas. So like, well, now I'm in Virginia. So yeah. how often am I going to see you? Now we both have families. Yeah. But that was another thing that was really like that really like stunk for me because I was like, man, because I felt like, oh, maybe we'd have some time now. We were older, you know. You're in college. You're, you know, we're adults. We can <laughs> not living under the shadow of our parents anymore. Out of the house more, you know. Just those things. And I was like always looking forward to hanging out with you and Dave. And then. Dave just was like, nope. Yeah. He, well, he was he was just gone. He's like, dang it, Dave. Dang it, Dave. <laughs> uh, I was, I, no, I'm serious, though. Yeah. Because no, I, I wanted to hang out with Dave more. And so it's just one of those things that was another killer because you're like, yep, it's not the good old days. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's one thing that stung. But not, that's not the story I was alluding to. Uh, the story I'm alluding to was a time that uh, the cheerleaders at my high school all hated me. And, and the, story, the story goes something like this. So... Uh, in high school, I don't know, 11th, 12th grade. I, I can't quite remember. But there was a cheerleader who apparently thought that I was uh, worth going out with. And so... You were a catch. Uh, you were a good-looking dude. Well, I mean, I don't know. But uh, so one of her friends... Anymore, <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> one of her friends um, was kind of like the intermediary, as sometimes happens in high school. And, she was, and you know, she was coming to me. She was like, hey, do you like her? Do you like her? Do you want to go out with her? And I was in this long-term relationship with another girl in high school, and we were like in an off period, so I guess they thought they were catching me at a good time, um, as sometimes high school relationships go on and off. And so they were like, hey, do you like her? Do you want to go out? And so this like persisted for like three weeks. And I didn't know, and I figured I was probably going to go back out with my girlfriend, who I wasn't uh, you know, going out with at the time. And anyway, what happened was I basically just said, look, um, sorry, like I'm not interested and I thought that was that, right? I thought that was that. So I figured I wouldn't be bothered anymore at my locker every day. Like, hey, are you going to go out with this girl? Do you want to go out with her? And then, so I'm sitting in the locker room. I played football. So I'm sitting in the locker room uh, with some of the football guys before practice. And one of my buddies speaks up. And he's just like, hey. He's like, hey, so this girl likes me. And I was like, oh, is that the case? And I was like, look, here's the deal. Um... I don't know. What should we call him? Let's call him. I'm like, I was like, all right. So I was like, here's the deal, man. She was like digging me for three weeks. And like, that's cool. She likes you now. I'm not trying to say like, don't go out with her. But like, she just flipped a switch just like that. So like, all I'm saying is like, just tread lightly, you know? (laughs) And I was trying to be, I was trying to be cautious, right? Because if someone's digging you for three weeks and then you say no, and then they're on the next guy. Like, what does that say? Or guys on the same, like on the next girl. Like, what does it say about them, right? right? Like, what's it say? So I was trying. I I was truly trying to be a good friend to, right? Right. And so another guy in the locker room who happened to be dating a cheerleader at the time said, Oh, you're seconds. You're just seconds. And the conversation ended. We went out and, you know, did football practice that day or whatever. And then, like, a couple of days later, cheerleaders who I was friends with, like, were coming up to me in the hallways. And they were just, like, ridiculously pissed off at me. They were going off. They were, like, they were like you know, up in my face, pointing fingers. Like, how oh, can you do that? How can you say that? And I'm like, what? What did I, like, what did I do? What did I say? 
And it's, you know, and I and I told him the story. I said, "Look, she was digging me for three weeks." So I said, "Was hey, hey, like, here's the deal, man. Just like, take that information however you want." But and they're like, "No, like you said this." He said, "I'm like, what in the world's going on? Like, what did I say?" And so it all came to a head the night after one of a fo- one of our football games. We were uh, at the at the local pizza hut after the football game, and we we're sitting in the parking lot, and a bunch of the cheerleaders just happened to be there too. And what's odd about the story is. Um, I didn't hang out after football games with the team a ton. Like, a lot of guys just kind of went their separate ways, and um, I wasn't always hanging out with the team after the game. So this one night, I do decide to hang out with the team after the game, or some of the guys, and we're at Pizza Hut, and I'm in the parking lot, and, like, all these cheerleaders, again, they approach me. They're, like, they're just, like, so mad. They're yelling at me, pointing fingers in my face, asking me how I could have done, like, said this about their, their cheerleader friend. I'm like, what is going on? And then they just repeatedly slapped me in the face. Like, it was a slap line. So they're like, they're in a line. And I get slapped by some people that, like, were my friends. And they were so mad at me. And they slapped me in the face. And then the next one comes up, slaps me in the face. It, like, you couldn't have written this in a movie, in some high school movie, any better. And the crazy thing is, I stayed out of drama. Like, I wasn't, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people say that in high school. But I was really chill. Like, I was laid back. Rob I was did the not most laid back person school. I've ever met in high school. So I was I was not in a drama. And they just slapped me in the face, slapped me in the face, slapped me in the face. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> so someone was like, I can't believe that you called seconds. And I was like, what in the world? Like, no, I didn't say that, you know? Like, what's going on? And they, anyway, to no avail, they just beat me up over that. And so... I don't know. Like these, all these girls hate me. The whole cheerleading team hates me, and I like I didn't know what happened. I knew I didn't say what they thought I said, and I didn't know like how it got out. But I, lo and behold, I find out after the fact that uh, one of the guys in the locker room was telling his girlfriend, who happened to be the cheerleader, the story, and instead of admitting that he said such a horrendous line. He told his girlfriend that it was me who said such a horrendous line, which is truly horrendous. I mean, that's a, it's a despicable line. Yeah, it's pretty. It, yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. And so anyway, um, he finally admitted it to his girlfriend because he didn't want to be the one getting slapped by all the cheerleaders. And he didn't want to be the one putting down her friend. So slowly throughout like the next week or two, the cheerleaders like... Came up and apologized for what they did and like being so mad hit me in the face it was ridiculous man it was ridiculous <laughs> i didn't know what was going on then and i kind of still don't know what's going on now but like i chuckle it it, it, <laughs> it it's not something that i look fondly on but it's kind of it's so hilarious the way it all played out yeah that it's not a bad story to tell. No. I mean, the fact that, that the, like, it's kind of vulgar in a way. Well, it's vulgar because of the, of the language that this guy used. Um, you know, but it's just like, oh, my gosh. And it's just kind of funny because it's like, who else has a story? Like, real life, all the cheaters, like, got in a line, single file line, and came up and slapped him in the face. Like, <laughs> it's, Yeah, it's like, from, it's like from one of those bad, like, 90s early 2000s like teen teen movies you know what i mean like yeah yeah uh, yeah gosh anyway <laughs> that's a story for you but on occasion it comes up because someone someone brings up something like getting slapped in the face or they talk about like you know high school then like 
like I don't know, cheerleaders somehow come up or football. I don't know what what like brings the memory back, and it's always different things. It's not just getting slapped in the face because you could talk about getting slapped in the face and think about like a slap boxing match you had with someone, right? Right. You know? Um, that's completely different. <laughs> anyway, that, that's that's a story that comes up. Thinking, I don't know if it's nostalgic, nostalgic, nostalgic. I hate that word. Dang on, it's another one of these words I just can't pronounce. <laughs> Yeah, but but I mean, regardless, even, even I don't know. I probably do look at it a little bit more fondly today because back then I was like, oh, I'm what? sure so back confused. then you were like confused. I was, and I was angry. pretty, ch- I was still pretty chill. Yeah, I wasn't super angry, but I was like so freaking confused because I was like, what is going on? Like, why are people accusing me of this? Like, I'm <laughs> in my head. I'm like, I'm chill. <laughs> I'm laid back, you know. Yeah, and still they attacked me. Oh man. Well, hey, luckily, moral of that story. Don't make a bunch of ladies mad, but I think we all knew that. I think yeah. that's just typical life. <laughs> Don't make a pack of ladies. Well, luckily, you're married to a bonded. beautiful woman yeah, oh, who would yeah. never slap you in the face now. So, <laughs> Well, I don't know if she'd <laughs> ever slap me in the face. But I'm married to a beautiful, awesome woman who was none of the ladies in the story. Yeah. And I'm very glad I found her when I did. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! But yeah. I think that's crazy. I don't know. I I think maybe it's this time of year uh, as well. But mm. definitely, what like getting close to the holidays. Getting close to the holidays. Yeah, I think everybody this time of year gets a little nostalgic about their childhood or how they yeah. spend. What was good? Yeah. You know how they spent time when they were kids and. Um, yeah. Oh, I think so. I think so. I mean, I think about all the. Um, you know, all the Christmases, all the, all the Thanksgivings, all the Christmases and, you know, the Christmas mornings and whatnot and like having your own family, you're trying to figure out, you know, you want to recreate it, but now you have, you know, yeah, your wife had a different, you know, might have had a different Christmas tradition. Thankfully, mine was, uh, my wife's Christmas tradition was pretty similar. Right. Um, so you try to repeat those things, you know, and because you want to kind of bring it back. And then there's sometimes there's part of you that, you know, like you want to do stuff as a family because your own family like something you know but then it's like well you want to do stuff with your family because you kind of want to go back there even though you never can right yeah and she wants to do stuff with her family you know and and it's not that there's uh we don't we never argue about that sort of thing yeah and i don't think but it's still but it's still those things that kind of reside inside you because you're looking i think you still kind of want to somehow bring it back you know even though you're not going to get the you're not gonna get like the cap gun and, and with the cowboy holster. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not gonna get those things, but you still hold on to them and you long for those things. Yeah, and I think, I mean, for us, for my family, you know, uh, Justine comes from a divorced family, and so Christmas has become for us a chore. I don't want to say it like that, like make it sound bad, but you know, Christmas morning has become for us like well we've got to go to my parents house and we've got to go to her mom's house and we've got to go to oh, wow. her all on the same day her, yeah her dad's oh. house oh, and then and then yeah, to, her, to her her stepmom's mom's house so Mima's house that's not fair to and, anybody yeah and so now this year we finally were like hey we're going to try and create maybe one of you know our own traditions for our kids so they can grow up and maybe yep. look back on their Christmases yeah. with some nostalgia instead of, you know, hopping around from place to place right. to place. So, 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So and that's... Caitlin, Caitlin came from... Her parents are divorced, and I'm pretty sure they set up a rule where... Excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me. Where they didn't hop on the holidays. They would just rotate years. Yeah. And like, so they would still do Christmas with the other person or still do Thanksgiving. Well, not always Thanksgiving, but they would still do certain holidays. But you, one person had the day and the other person like maybe had the day after right. or the weekend before or have it work. And that makes so much more sense because it's not fair to you and Justine as, um, you know, your family it's not fair to the grandkids, and it's not fair. It's really not even fair to them. To yeah, because then they're the only getting, t- you know, because then they get a limited time, yeah. and you have to like cram in a holiday. Yeah, and true holiday celebrations, in my opinion, should be like slow and drawn out. Like you should really celebrate them. <laughs> People who, and you are, you're all. Sometimes you buy humbugs, John, but like. People who. <laughs> yeah. Who like don't want to hang out and. Like slowly draw out the holiday, and then like want to like pack up all the pack up all like the the decorations, and like all right, you open the presents, we're done. Let's throw the wrap paper away. All right, you know, see you next week. We gotta eat dinner now. You know, like yeah, I can't stand that. Like people, I I want people to celebrate, and I feel like sometimes people don't know how to celebrate. I think I'm pretty decent at it. My wife's pretty good at it. Yeah, but then you run into people time and time again, you know, here and there that. They just want to get the holiday over with. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, no. Like, we had all this anticipation for, like, the Thanksgiving, you know, for Christmas. Yeah. For New Year's. Like, yeah, does the date come and go? Absolutely it does. But, like, can we at least enjoy it? And can we enjoy the Christmas season? Can we enjoy yeah. New Year's? And not go up or the ball drop, go home, get back to the grind. Like, no. Like, all right. We're known as Americans. We're, like, getting back to work and getting going again. But, like, Maybe they're just not and, nostalgic people. You know, no. So what that, I think it that is, file hasn't removed those rough edges from, you know. A, a I wonder if some of the. I wonder if some of these people maybe just yeah, maybe that they're not, you know, they don't have that nostalgia. <laughs> that man, I'm not gonna say the word. <laughs> they don't have it, that nostalgic it, it might be, view. Maybe like the memories that they had just weren't. They don't feel like they can ever bring him back, and or they don't feel like the memories weren't good enough to, to try to. I don't know, to try to keep going, right? Yeah. Where, like, I hope, like, my grandkids, I hope my grandkids one day are never going to be, like, the type that want to just, like, rush through the holidays. I'm going to be the old grandpa, and I'm going to be the the dad to my kids and the grandpa to my grandkids who wants to slowly draw out the holiday, you know? Like, I want to, that's what I want to do because I want to celebrate with people because it's the people that matter, right? It's the families that matter. Yeah. Celebrating with good food and hanging out with them and, you know, getting together with them and like playing games and doing things that families should do and getting, getting to like, getting everybody back together again, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. To me, to me, that is a, that is a big daggone deal. That's a huge deal. And so that, that's something that I cherish. And that's something that I always want to, want to bring back. And yeah, anyway, go back to the point. It's not fair that people have to, to split it up and break it up. Because then no one wins, because no one has time for each other. And then if we don't have time for each other's families, then, like, what have we really been doing, right? Then we're just becoming more inwardly focused, and we're not focusing on the people that really matter to us, and we're going to become uh, more selfish, even though we don't want to admit it. But then, you know, it's just back to our, our lives and our Netflix shows and our, you know, social media accounts, which we can, like, 
just kind of close ourselves off to the world from, you know, and not really celebrate things with, with our loved ones. Man, I don't know how we got off on that tangent, but I love it. And I think that's a great uh, stopping point for <laughs> this week's uh, episode or, or podcast. And, you know, uh, so again, we were talking about uh, the quote from Doug Larson. Nostalgia is a file that removes the rough edges from the good old days. Um, thanks for sticking with us and uh, reminiscing with us about our childhood. I'm, yeah. Even though you guys weren't yeah. a part of it, you know, um, hopefully. I'm sure, I'm sure they thought of theirs. Yeah, sure hopefully we were able to bring back some fond memories of your childhood or the good old days for you. And um, call that number that you had memorized <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. And hopefully oh, it's yeah. still owned by the person you knew. Um, yeah. Cause I, I promise you it's, it's a devastating blow when it's, it's no longer in service. Um, <laughs> so my challenge to every, every listener this week is, is call that number that that home phone number of your best friend that you remembered, talk to their parents and thank them for being, uh, for being such good parents and 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 for having a childhood like like you had growing up. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you for being part of your part of your friends. You know, part of the reason that you can look back on your childhood with such fond memories. You know, Don, can you say the quote one more time? So nostalgia is a file that removes rough the rough edges from the good old days. Though occasionally you might still feel the slap on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>